Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Recasting the Princess Bride. Buttercup was raised on a small farm in the country of Florin. Her favorite pastimes were riding her horse and tormenting the farm boy that worked there. His name was Wesley, but she never called him that. If this is the first time you've ever heard that sentence, you're missing out on quite possibly one of the best movies ever made. Today, we're going to embark on a most inconceivable journey as we try to recast one of the best movies made with 80s actors and actresses from the same air. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the rodent of unusual size to my fire swamp, Max Sanders. And with that, let's recast. Max, are you ready to recast The Princess Bride? As you wish. <laughs> and with that, giddy up. I, uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this topic. Oh, come on. We're not splitting the atom. We are splitting the atom. So you know my position on perfect movies. Yeah, don't pick at them. Don't pick at them at all. Leave them alone. Even well, what fun is that? I, I, Reddit wouldn't exist. I, I, I don't like Reddit. That's why you I... You don't like Reddit? This no. is basically 80s Reddit. No, this is not 80s Reddit. This is taking one of the most perfectly built movies and tampering with it. Yeah, but no one's... Hollywood's not that knocking down our door to make this happen. <sighs> this is just in the ether. All right, we'll do it. But um, you already agreed. I did agree. And I already, I already did my research and I'm already ready. Now, as always, let's explain what we're doing and why we're doing it. We are going to take The Princess Bride, one of the five best movies ever made. 
Yeah. I'll yeah. Allow it. Right. Yeah. We do a lot of the five best movies ever made. Someone's going to call our, us our out list, on that our one list. day. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Just, just a great movie. Right, just yeah. a great movie. Yeah. We're nice. going <laughs> to. <laughs> nice little, <laughs> nice flick. little, nice little <laughs> flick. Uh, we're going to take this movie and we are going to pretend that we're being forced. We're not doing this by choice. We're going to pretend that we're being forced. This to is supposed recast. to be fun. It's not fun. We're going to, we're being forced to I recast. I gave you a bunch this. of topics. You picked this. I did. Uh, we're, we're being forced to recast this movie using actors and actresses that were somewhat, if not very popular during the eighties. Yeah. A right? what if scenario. What if we had to? What if the what if these characters weren't available and we had to find new actors and actresses to put them in there? Yeah, realistic. All right, fine. It's not realistic at all, but we'll do it. We're only doing this for characters that had a reasonable role, right? So like the king, the queen, the assistant brute squad guy, they only had one line. We're not going to recast them. Basically, you had to at least have one line in this movie. Yeah, thanks for telling recasted. me that right now. Because I had oh, you ones. did so much research. I did. Who, who'd you have for the king? The king, you were all fired. Lloyd up. Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. Hot shot. Wow, that's such a great idea. Yeah, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> oh man, she kissed me. I, I understand. <laughs> You're playing with my emotions. You know, I love hot shots. It's a great line. Too. It's a great line. So we are going to recast the movie. Let's talk about the movie before we recast the movie. I hope anyone listening to our podcast has seen The Princess Bride. But yeah, if, if for some not, what are you doing? ungodly reason they haven't seen it, uh, The Princess Bride is your classic fairy tale satire. Uh, yeah. There's actually a great line uh, where the grandfather explains the movie. So 10 miles above looking down, there's a little boy. He's homesick from school. Fred Savage, right, Wonder Years. Right. Grandpa comes over and decides to read him a book. It's yeah, a no video time. games. No get, video games. Get that no TV. Game out of here. Just wants to read him a book. And while he's reading the kid the book, it is the Princess Bride. And the story, the best way to explain the story is what the grandpa said uh, fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. That's the Princess Bride. That should have been the catch line. It is. That's the elevator pitch, right? It was that on the poster? No, it should be. I should. Well, it's a little bit long. That should it, have just been the poster. Just those words. <laughs> just those words. Like train spotting. You know that? The, it's I all, do. Just the words. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. That, that, what a weird movie that is. The Princess Bride. It is. It's cult following is second to none. Yeah, it's in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors. I, I wouldn't even say. I shouldn't even say. Oh, cult. you think you think it's an all timer? I shouldn't even say cult. It is. It is our generation's Wizard of Oz. Whoa. Well, think about it. I mean, what, what other movie, I, I mean, what other movie really is cross-platform? It doesn't matter if you're a little boy or a little girl. Or yeah, a lot a going on. There, yeah, it's love. It's everything. Friendship. It's the perfectly built movie. Yeah, and the flying monkeys and the rats of an inordinate size are yeah. kind of like similar. To rodents, rodents of an unusual size. Yeah, whatever. You butchered that. Yeah. I called you that at the open of this. Rodents of unusual size. Yeah. <laughs> rats of an inordinate nature. <laughs> <Love a> lar- <laughs> Short, stubby rats. Short, stubby rats. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, so that's part of why I do like this topic. I think it'll be fun, but that's my nervousness is this is such a great movie. Well, yeah, but there's not going to be pitchforks at our door or anything. We're not Frankenstein's monster. We're just a couple of dudes dreaming. (laughs) This is a nightmare. I'm I'm like sweating. I'm very uncomfortable. You know, I know this is going to be a good topic because I dreamt last night that I was in a buddy cop comedy with James Worthy. So that means this is going to be excellent. That's great. I was fired up. I don't want to talk about your dreams. As we as we found out in another podcast, you were you were forced to see Terminator Two when you were like six years old, so you have emotional scars. Eight, all right, <laughs> big difference, big di- huge difference. Uh, 
Are we ready to hop into it? Do we want to? Yeah, we got a lot of characters. We do a lot of characters. So I think the way that we talked about addressing this is chronological. Chronological. When the actual character not just appears when they have their first line, that's when we'll kind of address it. And then additionally, the one other item I would add to all of this is you and I have not shared our selections. It is possible we may have the same person. I'm pretty confident two or three are going to just intersect. Intersect. Okay. But um, we don't have the same. We don't have. We didn't share the list. So we're going to go through it and we'll give like a little bit of the scene so that those rare people that haven't seen it or at least haven't seen it in a while. Walk us through it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do my best. I didn't prepare for that part, but I will do my best Uh, off of memory. Lucky for me, I happen to have seen this movie almost as many times as I've seen Predator. It's only 96 minutes. It's a nice short little romp. It is a short little romp. Uh, I like that. Short short little romp. And the cast of characters is only like 10 deep, 12 deep, which I love. So... 1987, Rob Reiner Gem, The Princess Bride. Yeah, this was his second movie. This uh, is Spinal Tap with yep. the first one. Uh, the screenwriter was also the author of the book. William Goldman. Yep. He got 500 grand in the mid-70s for this. This oh sat on God. a shelf for 12 years. That's crazy. And you know what's crazy? Inflation. So when he got 500 grand, today's marketplace, yeah, yeah. that's $2.8 million for the script. That's a lot. Yeah, which they don't give out. This is his favorite book and script that he ever wrote. Well, yeah, it's a mic drop. Yeah, it's a big one. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is pretty close. Yeah. And I like... The Ghost in the Darkness. Did you ever see that? I did. I love that movie. I like that movie That's a him. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was him. That's yeah. great. So the uh, movie opens again. Uh, the, it, it's funny. If there was one thing I would change about this movie, do you know what it is? I, I wonder if you could guess the one thing I would change about this movie. I do have one thing. Fred Savage playing. Oh, you're close. A football video game or a baseball video nope, game? You're close. Fred Savage wearing a Bears jersey. Oh, you and, and I just I wish he had a Lions jersey. There's though. enough Lions in Detroit love in the 80s. You got your fill. That's probably why you like this decade. Whatever. <laughs> That's it. That's the only negative thing. So uh, movie starts off. Do you just grit your teeth when you see it? I do. I, I grit my Bears. teeth every time I see that part. The so, Bears stink, though. They do. They're just as much of a hot mess as, well, the Lions are the ultimate hot Nick mess. Nick Foles. <laughs> uh, Trubisky start. Okay, so we're not going to a sports podcast. <laughs> co- you're going to trip me into a sports podcast. <laughs> the movie opens. Fred Savage um, is playing, and by the way, at this point in his career, he's not on Wonder Years yet. He no, hasn't he's just done, a kid. Yeah, he hasn't done much of anything yet. I think Vice Versa was his first movie movie, and he hadn't even done that yet. I, this might be his first actual movie. He's great. He is great. That I family has Savage. great kid actors. I know. You Fred's, know his brother is, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Boy Meets well, World. Yeah, Corey yeah. Matthews. Of course, man. Come on. Do I know him? I'm not sure. This is not a 90s podcast. I, I know. I know. I know. So, movie starts off. He is in his room, and his grandfather comes to visit him. But the first character that we're going to recast has to be Fred Savage. We're not going to recast his mom, because I don't even think she had a full line in the movie. But we're going to recast I had a great mom Fred Savage. So, too. Max, <laughs> with I bet, who would you have as his mom, Max? Diane Weist. Diane Weiss. From Paranoid, oh, from, yeah, Lost The Boys. mom, your favorite She's, mom. Yeah. I should have known that's who you would have picked. That's your favorite mom. She's the MVP, mom. most important person Mo- who's a mom. No, you missed, missed <laughs> yeah. a few letters. Is she a rodent of abstract size and dimension? <laughs> All right, Max, if you had to, if you were forced into a situation and you had no option and you were told you have to recast Fred Savage's character in The Princess Bride, who are you recasting it as? Okay, so runner-ups first. No, no runners-up. Come on, round boy. No runners-up. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, We're not doing round. The only time I'm going to let you do runners-up is if you and I have the same one. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going Corey Ham. Corey, I need Ham. I need Ham. 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 John Ham's brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't I, speak I, of the dead. I, right? I knew you were going to pick one of the Corys. Yeah, I would have bet my life on it. So he's annoying. He's skeptical. He's got that kind of whiny voice, like, Grandpa, you know, that kind of thing. The big wide eyes. It just works for me. I th- basically Lucas two years younger. I, right. So I think that this selection was lazy on your part. 
I what? think it shows an enormous amount of disrespect for the movie. If you if you're the most perfect movie ever made, you got to stretch a little bit. You got to have a little fun with it. Can, can I go and show you how to do this? I want to educate you. Are you ready? Whatever. <laughs> You're so angry. Come on. You took the lowest hanging fruit answer ever. The, One of the out Corey's. The gate? Out the gate. I you're don't... like, Corey, you're like, well, why didn't you pick Ben Savage? That would have been even lower hanging fruit than Fred Savage. Un Unreal. Oh, okay. I was like, Who's Ben Savage? And I was like, Corey Matthews. Okay. <laughs> you just sapped all my energy. You just took, you took the balloon of energy and you just. Would you like my answer? No. It's a really good one. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Soleil Moonfry. Who the heck is that? Punky Brewster. A girl? Yeah. Like There's she, nothing that we don't have to recast it. Was as she a boy. in movies? Yeah. What movie? I don't know. But but she was Punky Brewster. <laughs> okay. She was a huge '80s actress. She was Punky Brewster. You don't know her, so this is. I know gonna, Punky Brewster. Yeah, that's Punky Brewster. This I thought it would be really how cool it'd be. Again, I I do, I'm doing this against my will, right? So if I'm gonna be forced to do this, if topic, you do this every every time, just restate. I'm not it. doing it every. I won't do it podcast. every time. I won't do it every time. But I just need the people to know that it hurts me to tamper with this movie. I won't say it again. But I thought. It would be kind of cool because Punky Brewster is this like tomboy and I could see her really pulling off the, ooh, I don't want to hear a story about kissing. And it was just an interesting spin on the movie. I don't hate it. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll, you I don't hate Corey Ham as you yeah. call him. I don't, I don't hate your Ham. A nice honey baked Corey Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. What about Sean Austin? From Goonies. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Too. I had, that was my, that was my backup one. I didn't uh, want to appease you in that way. I know you yeah. would go, you don't even like Goonies. It's so. like feeding Jabba the Hutt. It's like, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Un Jabba. <laughs> Un Jabba Austin. Maga. <laughs> I know your sweet spots. That is my, well, it's the Goonies is. Very, how, how do you feel about Macaulay heart? Culkin too and Uncle no, Buck? No, too young? No, too young. And he's too like. Precocious? I almost feel like there's not like the innocence there. You need to have the innocence. Like there's this like goofy kid. Because well, you know innocence. what he did now? <laughs> no, no, not just because that. Because he was like, he, I don't know. Okay, I, but you won. You won. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Are we even doing winning? In, I think we're all just, we're throwing it out there. We yeah. don't need to have a winner or a loser. No list. Yeah. This no is just, Let's just, just We're talking. Just yeah. two guys talking. Yeah. Uh, this is, all right. I won't bring it up again that I'm being held against my will to do this podcast. That's are you fine. being held against your will to do this I'm, podcast? I won't bring it up again. Uh, Peter Falk as the grandfather. Great. Columbo. He was, oh God, this is, I'm not going to bring it up, but <laughs> shut up. He's so great, right? With, his, with his lazy eye. You and, know what's funny? They want, he wanted to have aging makeup. He's like, I got to look older. Like, yeah. no, you look plenty old. No, you're good. You're good, right? Um, <laughs> you looked old. He didn't he look did. 60. He's, he did. He looked 80. Every single time, my penance for having to do this podcast, which I'm not going to bring up again, is you have to go first. I'm making you go first every time. Every time? Every time. That's not fair. That's totally fair. Who do you got? Who is, who is your, who are you going to recast him as? Wilford Brimley. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I have diabetes. Now listen to a story. <laughs> Wilford Brimley's a good one. <laughs> Gruff but loving. Like in Cocoon when he's the grandfather, he's yeah. got that warm side. Sure. Also the natural. He felt like Robert Redford's kind of dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and plus the chest hair, the mustache, the glasses. <laughs> I just, I don't know. He's just a great guy. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's not, it's not, it's not low hanging fruit. It makes sense. It's a good pick. I, I feel like you're going to laugh at my pick, but okay. it's a good. I think it's a good pick. Are you ready? Go ahead. Morgan Freeman. Because I want this to be narrated by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Wouldn't actually. that be amazing? Yeah. That's the only voice I could hear in my head that would be like really cool to hear, you know? Yeah. 
Interesting. <laughs> he he certainly was a popular actor in the 80s. He wasn't like he was in the 90s or more recently, but, you know, I, I plucked him. He played him. in Glory. He, yeah. he got the Academy Award. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Carter in uh, Lean on Me. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, but, you yeah. need to see it. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, uh, he's can you do your Morgan Freeman? Say, I don't know if I can do I can try, right? I don't even know if I can do a good Morgan Freeman. What is the... What a is kiss the, to end all kisses. <laughs> or something like that, right? No, it was... Uh, Buttercup was raised on a small farm in the country. Nope, you don't. Nope. You don't got it. No, it's more. I can't. It's more syrupy. It's, yeah. he's from Tennessee. I can't do it. I, yeah. I can't. I tried. It's okay, but it's a good pick. You're going off the map, pretty much. I, I just wanted to be creative, yeah. you know. But Morgan Freeman's not off the map. He's the ultimate narrator. Yeah, Princess Buttercup, the dog from Fatal Attraction, Quincy. <laughs> good pick. <laughs> All right, so. As, I'm not going first every time. You're going first this fine, time. Fine, I'll go yeah. first next time. Uh, so as Grandpa starts reading the book, um, he starts by obviously setting the stage that this is a story of adventure and sword fighting and uh, all that good giants stuff. and all that good stuff. He and kind of buries the lead about love. He does. Well, because he knew his grandson didn't want to hear about it. And, yeah. and we inter- we are introduced. Granddaughter now. We granddaughter. Yeah. That's Soleil Moonfry. We are introduced. Is that, is that really her name? Yeah, Soleil Moonfry. How do you not know the name Soleil Moonfry? Now we're introduced to Princess Buttercup. Or do we call her Robin Wright Penn because that's no. who she was at the time? We Robin call her Robin Wright, right? Yeah. Robin Wright, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, you know how she got this role? She literally just walked into a party where Rob Reiner was, and she's wearing a white dress, and he's like, "Oh, you're kidding? You win." Do you know who almost got this role? A ton of they interviewed Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, the 500 people: Meg Ryan, Courtney Cox. Do you know who uh, the one person that really got close to getting is Sean Young? Do you know who Sean Young is? No, it sounds familiar. So, do you remember Ace Ventura: Pet Detective? Yeah. Do you remember Lewis Einhorn? No way. <laughs> That's who Sean Young is. I'm glad she wasn't yep. Buttercup. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. Uh, but she almost got it. Yeah. So uh, Rob so, Wright's perfect. She was great. The all, most, they're all perfect. That's yeah. why this is no, so difficult not, to yeah, do. Yeah, okay, maybe. But. All right. So I'm up first this time. Yes. Uh, playing the role of Princess Buttercup, Winona Ryder. What? Yeah. What do you mean, what? Like Winona Ryder. In the Beetlejuice goth role? No, or? she had other roles where she wasn't Beetlejuice goth. Has she ever been blonde? No, she doesn't even have to have blonde. I picked Soleil Moonfry to be Fred Savage. Has she ever been head over heels in love in a movie? Sure. Name it. Uh, Heathers, but that was weird. Yes, and also, uh, what's the what's the movie with Adam Sandler? Uh, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> That's a terrible She was movie. in love with Mr. Deeds. She was a creep in that movie. She, she was terrible. Bit, she was yeah. a little weird. I thought it was a good- whoop doo Oh, man, you're <laughs> fine. Who do you have, Max? I win this one. I have an awesome one. All right, go ahead. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I don't know, dude. Are you serious? Like, really? Iconically beautiful. I know, but I just I envision her in Scarface, and I'm like... Th- so in the th- beginning, she's kind of like that. Buttercup's a little bit steadfast, she like, is nothing, stable boy. She is nothing like... The- she's mean. Stable boy, do this. Stable boy, do that. It's a light flirtation. I died that night or All that right, day. Fine, yeah. <sighs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, whatever. She can wear the cat suit from Batman blah, Returns. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so after we meet... Did you have any other thoughts? No, I don't. I'm moving on. because I. You- Christy Brinkley? Jessica Lang? No, Christy Brinkley. I, because I, I, the thing, Julia about, Roberts. The thing that was Julia Roberts, I would go with because Julia Roberts. There's a subtlety to the beauty of Robin Wright that makes her perfect for Buttercup. Like Michelle Pfeiffer, Christy Brinkley. These these women are like supermodels. You're saying Julia Roberts is subtle? She's, yeah, because, that smile is not subtle. Well, I know, but but mm. she could play subtle beauty. Sandra Bullock. Could, Ooh, could that's a good this. one. You know, was like she in the eighties? Did she exist? I think uh, Sleep I is in, not Sleep is in Seattle. The While You Were Sleeping. That's like. Speed 92? is speed. Speed, speed is, is ninety two. Four. Ninety two. Ninety two. Okay. Yeah. Man, she's so good in speed. She is really good in speed. But hey, she's, she's, al- she's also she's also with our guy Keanu. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so after we meet Princess Buttercup, of course, we meet 
Wesley. Wesley. Played by Carrie Ellis. You said it right. I know. I always say it right. You're the one who says it wrong. I'm just proud of people when they say it right. <laughs> you did it, buddy. <laughs> he also obviously plays the Dread Pirate Roberts and uh, Kent Gregory from Hot Shots. And, uh, he's the main so, dude in Saw, too. Yeah. He's also the main dude in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Or Men. Or Men and in, in Tights. Tight tights. <laughs> you have Dave Chappelle's in that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Was that? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 So bizarre. Max, who you got? So I didn't want to do this. <laughs> I literally, I I instantly thought of this. And I was like, no, 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 that's silly. And I kept thinking about it, uh, compounding oh, it. Oh, I hope you didn't pick who I picked. It's Val Kilmer. Oh, I knew you were going to pick. I didn't pick him, <laughs> but I knew you were going to pick Val Kilmer. I thought you were going to pick Val Kilmer for a different character or this one. I God. It needs to be a heartthrob. He's done Willow already, so he's got the swordplay down. And the kind of... The top secret satire movie stuff. He's got it down cold. But the, and they got the same body types. He's, not, he's the, dreamy. He's blonde. Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer is too handsome to be Wesley. You're saying Carrie Elwes is not handsome? He's gorgeous. He is, but he's not He's not Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. They're on par. By the way, I thought you'd throw Patrick Swayze in here too. Ooh, no, he's too corny. Yeah. He's, he can't be funny and like make fun of himself. See, I thought the thing that I liked about Wesley is that... I didn't even think of Swayze. Really? See, I th- when I thought of Wesley and who would replace him, I just he's he's not this typical, you know, hero, gorgeous dude. Like I, I had that like ugly mustache. So like I my, love that mustache. So my pick was like totally off the wall and different than yours. I went a totally different direction. Who'd you pick? John Cusack. Actually, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought like he he can play the lead role. He can be the guy, and smart, he's got like very, he can be that smart, like snarky, brilliant, also athletic. You know, he's yeah, an he M- kickbox. MMA yeah, kickbox. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to say that. <laughs> all right. All right. I hate to admit it. I'm actually enjoying this a little bit. Yeah. I don't know who would win between Val. I think Val Kilmer is the go-to, though. He's got those hips. Those- <laughs> I don't know. He's just got that thin frame. Yeah. I mean, you have a, a problem with Val Kilmer. <laughs> I that's know. All right. So. I didn't uh, want to say Val Kilmer. But that's okay. I'll, I'll take Joan Kizak. Right. Joan? You're going to take Joan? Hey, I didn't say Joan. Everything no, up. it's yeah. John, right? Slay Moon. She'd probably do a good job. We'll see. Who would be the girl Wesley? Guestley. I Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep could do it. No. I don't even know. I can't. Shirley McLean. You can't throw a curveball like that at me. I'm focusing on just you trying started to get these. By th- Morgan no, Freeman's No, it's a real are. one. Morgan Freeman's great. He's narrating. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we've been introduced to a chunk of the lead actors and actresses. And in the movie itself, uh, Wesley leaves after falling in love with Buttercup because he's got to go. He's a farmhand. He's got to go make his fortune. And uh, Buttercup finds out that Wesley was captured kidnapped. and killed. Yeah. Was he kidnapped or killed? Same thing. Pirates are wild. Yeah, yeah, pirates are wild by the Dread Pirate Roberts. So she's brokenhearted. She died that day. She did. She died. I died that that day. day. That line just every time it echoes. It echoes, especially said by Winona Ryder. So they. (laughs) Shell Pfeiffer's driving. Shell Pfeiffer, sorry. Diane Lane. There you go. There you go. Um, Now we cut to a few years later. And when you're the prince, you get to pick whoever you want to marry. And this awful prince has chose. Of an awful name. Princess Humperdinck. Yeah. Humperdinck. (laughs) Terrible name. (laughs) So we meet the antagonist of the movie, Chris Sarandon. Uh, which is Susan was, Sarandon was married. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. And it's so funny when I saw the name, I was like, I don't even think of him. I immediately think of Susan Sarandon. Yeah. But they, that's obviously how she got her last name and they got divorced in the eighties. I think. Yeah. I think Tim Robbins swooped in and oh, bull Durham. Good old Timmy. So he's, he's a uh, Prince Humperdinck. He also, have you ever seen child's play? No. He is the guy in Child's Play. Is he punchable in that movie, too? He's got a punchable face. He's he's a punk. He's a little bit of a punk. But we need to replace him. We need to recast Prince Humperdinck. And I believe it's your turn? Yeah. You need someone evil. I don't. I know you said no runner out, runners up. I don't care. Ted McGinley, Alpha Beta, quarterback, Stan. Terrible, Gable. terrible choice. No, no, no I'm that, glad you used him as a runner up. Yeah, you're humiliating yourself. <laughs> what? Hang your head down. 
Wow. Okay. But my winner is good. Michael Douglas. That's a good one. Yeah. Michael Douglas is good. Plays the sleaze, not afraid to be hated. Even yeah. got the same kind of hair, fatal attraction vibes. I think he's too handsome. You think so? Yeah, he's too handsome. I thought the thing that was nice about... Humperdinck does kind of look like a fish. And that's the thing is it, it was realistic that she was... It's almost like uh, in Shrek... The donkey, what? no, the the king who's like the little short king who's like really ugly, yeah, almost as ugly as John Shrek. Lithgow, yeah, the voice. played by Lithgow, yeah, I love Lithgow. Lithgow, uh, I got one for you, Reverend Sean Moore. Are you ready? No, William Defoe. Oh, that works really. I well. thought it was good because like he he's not traditionally handsome and he's also can play a prick really well. He's not even ugly handsome. He's no. just he looks like a goblin. Yeah, a little bit. A green, goblin, a green goblin, goblin if you yeah. would. Uh, so that was my pick, William Defoe. Did you know he played Jesus Christ in the 80s too? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. The Last, last Temptation of Christ? Yes, Scorsese. Bizarre. Yeah. That's but, a very, very taboo. Well, at the time, it was a very taboo movie. Now, because of South Park, nothing's taboo. <laughs> it was very taboo. <laughs> but no, I love time. your pick. Yeah. Defoe, I, Defoe the teeth gap. Yeah. I thought you'd enjoy that. Uh, very muscular too. Absolutely. So we meet Humperdinck, and in addition to meeting Humperdinck, you know, we learn that the only thing that makes Buttercup happy is she goes on these horse rides. So she's out, ride, her horse. out riding her horse one day. And while riding her horse, um, she's kidnapped. But prior to getting kidnapped, we meet one other gentleman real quick. Uh, who you could is, say this is the main villain, I feel like. I think he's the best villain. Yeah. I don't know if he's the main villain, but he's the best villain. Uh, villain? Villain. <laughs> uh, Christopher Guest as Tyrone Count Rogan. So good. So I guess Christopher Guest is a lord in real life. Actually, really? Yeah. So that was kind of poking fun at that. Oh, that, I didn't know that. That's, that's why he was so it. good at being snobby and kind of upright about he, it. Oh, he was great. Six he fingers. Great. Six fingers. It's really, really hard to find someone to replace him. He's fantastic. Great goatee. Great hair, too. So I've got someone. I've got someone to replace him. I got a gnarl. I'm going to win. This is a monsoon of awesomeness. Well, it's my to... turn to go first. Yeah, go. So I hope I pick the one you pick so that you have to admit that mine is a monsoon of awesomeness. <laughs> Today, Junior. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hans Bubby, Alan Rickman. That's mine. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's great. Dang it. He's perfect. He He's is. the only person he I is. could think of that would fit in the role. I, I, like, I couldn't think of anyone else. The only caveat, this was made in 87. He hadn't been in a movie till 89. Die Hard was his that's first the 80s? movie. That's the 80s. Okay. It fits our okay. parameters. Yeah. Just the dark vibes. Yeah. Not just the, not even just that. Like he, He's just so saturated and evil right and then think of him like obviously we don't talk about this but like not in the 80s think of him in harry potter and harry what yeah right (laughs) is that some movie that took place yeah but yeah i mean alan rickman for sure dang it that was really good (laughs) okay my uh runner-up was al pacino interesting (laughs) hold on to that name that may come up again we might have a pacino sighting coming up soon uh that's hilarious i knew we i knew we're gonna have one or two that we crossed over that's too funny it's too good it's too good Mo. Yes, Max. I got a splinter and it hurts. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. They are? Well, yeah, that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to do our ads. Okay. After I take my splinter out or before? No, no. Splinter is done. I we're guess life gonna, is pain. Life is let's, pain. Let's sell something. Okay, great. Time for our sponsors. <laughs> Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. 
And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wolford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. We, we pick up now with Buttercup on her horse ride. She goes into the forest and she is approached by a band of three very uh, nefarious gentlemen. The first one- Very different sizes. They're very different They're sizes like and skill sets. Dolls. Very different skill sets too. And the first one who speaks and who we will first be replacing is our friend Wallace Shawn, who plays the role of Vicini. So good. So good. Do you know he's a- Harvard educated like economics professor and history professor too. No, but what what I find more important is his role in Clueless and Vegas Vacation. What about my dinner with Andre? I, that was a great movie too. You saw it? Yes. Okay, good. Um, he. Sorry, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. stamping on. I love Clueless too. I, I love him in Clueless. And do you remember Vegas Vacation? He was the blackjack dealer. Oh yeah, he was really funny. Yeah, he's he just great. he went after Chevy Chase. He's he also great. the little baby that makes fun of Stewie on uh, Family Guy. His like villain baby. Yes, yeah. you're right. That yeah. is his voice. Which is perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. He's looked uh, 70 since he was 30. He is probably one of my three top three favorite characters in this movie. If I ever go bald, I want to go bald like he goes bald. Well, he's not bald. He's got like the little Caesars, <laughs> like, you know, things on the That's side. That's what I'm saying. Great, great outfit, too. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. about him was great in this movie. He's a Sicilian. Who, Max, who do you have to replace? So do you know who this role was initially for? I wonder if you have the same one as me. No, I don't know who it was originally for. Danny DeVito. It was made for him. Really? So Wallace Shaw was super afraid that Danny DeVito was going to take the role at any point. Yeah. He was all yeah, nervous yeah. the whole time. But this was an easy one. You have this one. I guarantee you. Uh-oh. It's super easy. It's Robin Williams. No, I don't have Robin Williams for this. I no? like that pick. Yeah. I don't have Robin Williams for this. But it's go ahead. It's so good. I mean, it's Dead Poet Society meets Good Morning Vietnam meets Stand Up meets Mork and Mindy. You know what I mean? It's everything. He can talk fast. I, I know, but there's like, there's an element, like Robin Williams doesn't play a jerk well. Like, Vecini's a jerk, right? You seen Death of Smoochie? He can play a jerk. Even in that, he's still... I don't know. I have trouble seeing it. I can see why you went with it. I have trouble seeing it. I, I think I'm laughing it. while he's about to die. I think I got... like, keeling over. I think... And also, his interaction with Fezzik, yelling at Fezzik. Yelling I think at would Fezzik, be, a little bit. Oh, my God. I think I've got one you're going to like more, though. I actually think Robin you're going to like Williams? mine more. I think you're going to like mine more. Richard Dreyfus. No. Come on, think about it. Haha, <laughs> 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 you fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. <laughs> hey, he is kind of arrogant and mean. Come on. It's you know, he's like the he's, power of Robin Williams, yeah, though. Yeah. Max, you know what the classic blunders are, right? Don't kill Enrico Montoya's father. No, that is. <laughs> you should consider that one. Uh, never get involved in a land war in Asia. I try not to. But only slightly less well known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Well, that's proven wrong. Yeah, big time. <laughs> well, and I can just hear Richard Dreyfus saying it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy as all heck. Is it weird the cheese next to him when they're doing this? I just want to eat the cheese. He does it, have it a looks nice like spread. a good charcuterie a really nice spread. It's so true. Uh, I'm like, so just break bread. After we meet Vicini, we immediately get introduced to Mandy Patinkin. Anigo Montoya. 
Yeah. Yeah. Did I say his last name right? I think so. Patinkin. I think it's Patinkin. It's a rough, I mean, what an interesting name. Mandy Patinkin. I have trouble even saying a Neo Montoya sometimes. It is hard to say. It's like Aliana Grande. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. So weird. This is the only role I feel bad about replacing because he's perfect. His story. The cancer? yeah, Yeah. Is incredible. When he got the role and he read the script, um, he had lost his father to prostate cancer, I think, when he yep. was 17 or 18 years old. And when he read the script, he took on the emotional attachment of, if I can find the six-fingered man, I can beat the cancer and bring my dad back. Talk about method acting. So he's the only person acting in a real dramatic movie. Everyone else is kind of just hamming it up. I mean, Andre the Giant can't even read his lines. <laughs> Andre the Giant. <laughs> I got some good stories about oh, Andre the Giant. Everyone's got good yeah, I know those great yeah. stories. But but he's the only guy who actually deserves an award. You know, if there was an Oscar nomination, it's him. Have you ever heard him uh, interviewed or talk about this movie? No, but I know he's the guy from Homeland now, which freaks me out. So it, it's really interesting because he, one of the things I really love about The Princess Bride is there are some people out there when you hear them getting interviewed that you can tell they're tired of talking about their big movie. Like it bothers them. Every member of this cast loves talking about it, right? Yeah, it's like, like Billy Zapka, corollary. Right. They, they, <laughs> they absolutely, like, they're... Didn't they just do a Vanity Fair spread where it was all them, you know, now on the on the cover? I think so. And I think a little bit ago, uh, Carrie Elwes did a, wrote a book about the whole experience. And he said the, the impetus behind writing the book was people always asked him, how fun was it? Was it more fun shooting it than it is for us to watch it? And he was saying that the making of the movie was even more fun than the movie itself. They really seem to all enjoy each other and have a great time. Like, I, I think that's part of what made the magic of the actual movie is how much they are enjoying. Yeah. And they got, the, they got the improv too and have fun like that. Well, and if you listen to Mandy get interviewed, I thought I just, he's, he's a, he's a very dramatic actor. So that's how he gets interviewed too. And he was saying his favorite, people always ask what's your favorite line from the movie. And they assume it's, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed Kill my, my father. father prepare, prepare to die. die. His favorite line from the movie is, you know, it's very strange. I've been in the revenge business so long. Now that it's over, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. And he said, like, this was like a game changing concept for him because he had held on to all of this, like, grief and angst about his father passing away. And it was this big life lesson that if you let vengeance fuel your life, that you miss your life. And it was just, did I he, thought it was like, did he become a pirate in real life too? I wish I would totally be his first mate. I want to be a pirate. You would be a terrible pirate. I, I, what's the word? Raid? Terrible? Scrounge? scrounge? What's the word? What's the word? The <laughs> pillage? Pi- yeah, that word. I can pillage. You cannot pillage. How did you scrounge become pillage? <laughs> I don't know. God, you would not be a good pirate, uh, but that's okay. Hey, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. You would think R, but pirates love the C. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pirate Anyways, jokes. hey, we got pirate jokes. We got pirate jokes. Uh, <laughs> Max, who do you have? This is a big one, man. Who do you have replacing, I would argue, the best role in the entire movie? Yeah, I think he's in the same vein as Wesley, that you need to have everything. Smarts athletic prowess, intelligence, humor, all that kind of stuff. And I said smart twice, as I'm aware, That's but in okay. different ways. Sorry, <laughs> different ways. I went Kevin Klein. I almost went Kevin Klein. He's so, he's just regal. He's and dignified. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Kevin, Kevin Klein could play Clark Griswold or James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a James Bond, Kevin Klein movie. Yeah. Um, I went a little bit of a different direction. I like your pick though. I went with a little hua. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. That was yeah. my runner-up, actually. I went Pacino. I just thought I envisioned like Pacino. You like, killed my father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare to die. 
<laughs> if I was half the man I was, I'd take a flamethrower. Did you say that in the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pacino has got the intensity. He's got the... The LAPD. <laughs> He's, okay. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, imagine, right? He Those eyes. I just, it'd be a whole different scene with Miracle Max. It wouldn't be like, <laughs> couldn't you help my friend? It'd be like, ah, I need a, I need a miracle now. Ha! <laughs> I do love Al Pacino. Uh, he's great. All but right. I think the warmth. I think it's funny that you and I are close on so many of these. That I think kind of the warmth that Mandy has acting, though, I don't think Pacino can he come wouldn't off. portray it. Klein would. Kevin Klein's better. Yeah. That's, a, that's a better one than Pacino. You but gotta I, have those eyes you believe in. Yeah. The soft, like. He lost his father. He cares about sure, it. Sure, sure. Pacino's a rage. He's all rage. He's all rage. <laughs> Just giving the, the peace with inches. The, the, yeah, it, would be, it, would, it would be definitely a different take on the role. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I get but it. But you're switching things up. I am a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So, uh, I, like I said, Buttercup meets Vincini, uh, meets Inigo, and now she is going to meet the big guy. The big guy. Fezzik. Anybody Andre, Andre the Giant. <laughs> I can't believe he couldn't read his lines. He had to listen to them frenetically and repeat stuff. Yeah. I mean, he... Who do you have read him? He had someone read him. And Rob Reiner. Yeah. The director. Read him the actual lines. But he did a great job. Yeah. Some some things are inaudible, though. There are there are tons of stories. My favorite story that I ever heard about him on this movie is that, first of all, he used to drink like you can't even imagine. 12 bottles of wine, three bottles of cognac yeah, yeah, at dinner yeah. with five appetizers and four main courses. Oh, yeah. He, he was no joke. And he got so drunk one night in the hotel that nobody could move him. So the <laughs> hotel employees took velvet ropes and put them around him <laughs> so that nobody would touch him. And he just woke up the next morning, got up and like walked away. Yeah, It's kind of a bummer. He was in bad shape for this movie. In all the fighting scenes, if you notice... Wesley's on a box behind him or with Buttercup, they put her on a rig when she came down and hit him. Yeah, his back. His right? back was so bad. Yeah, yeah. He's uh but what a what a what a great I mean, he was another this is a really rough one. I didn't I, the 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 when I heard about who almost got the role, that was the one that I kind of immediately went for. So I, I didn't Lou Ferrigno and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Do you almost, know do you know who they thought it was gonna be before him? So this was my pick. It's Arnold in the You 70s. picked Arnold? Yeah. <sighs> Anybody want the peanut? I can't believe you took Arnold. It's so good. Uh, I don't know. Mine's not a whole lot better, but Arnold's he's is so funny. Good. But Arnold's only like six feet tall. He's six two. Is he six two? He is six two. Okay, but I think he just he he has a sense of humor about all this stuff and the the accent, not being able to understand. The accent Andre, would be funny. Yeah. The accent would be funny, right? Can you imagine Arnold and Robin Williams arguing? <laughs> Is that not a dream scenario? Oh, man. I found these horses. Get on the horses. I found the four white horses. It's so great. Or when he's the giant 30-foot tall guy screaming. I went with Wilt Chamberlain. I thought about that. I went with Wilt Chamberlain. I was thinking Conan, and he was like a little bit like goofier and bigger and yeah. scarier. It's but not bad. I think it's a testament to, um, to Andre the Giant that while we could kind of figure out answers for all the other ones, this was the hardest one for me. So, I couldn't get yeah. an answer that I felt strong about. What about Bubba Smith? AKA that was who Moses they, yeah, that's, th that's who I thought they were originally was the two I found that they were originally considering were Bubba Smith and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't see the other ones that you saw. I also thought bull from over the top. Yeah. Okay. It's Rick Zumwalt. Zumwalt sounds yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I said that weird, didn't I? A little bit, but not Zoom. terrible. That's okay. Not terrible. <laughs> so they they kidnap the princess. Wesley follows the princess. Uh, they climb the cliffs of insanity. Um, he best 
uh, Indigo. So good. I am not left-handed. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. You know they actually learned sword fighting for that? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. that's actually both of them. Oh, sure. You know there's one scene where you can see Fezzik? There's a guy with an Andre the Giant mask on who's a foot Shut shorter up. than him. Oh, yeah. my God. When he's, like, pushing funny. him against the rocks. That's yeah. too funny. Yeah, look for that next time. I will. Uh, so he bests uh, the swordsman. He bests Fezzik. He bests Vincini. The best he, scene in the movie, by the way, right? This whole amalgamation of him winning at intelligence, strength, and sword fighting, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it sets the stage for it's the most who, who the Dread Pirate Roberts is, who Wesley is. Yeah. So he re- reconnects with Buttercup. Um, Buttercup throws him down a hill, and that's where we got your opening. As, As you wish. wish. They now are running away as quick as they can from Humperdinck and uh, Count Rugal. Rugal? <laughs> Rugala. Rugala. He's a good Rugala. Um, and they have only one option. They got to head into the fire swamp. They do. The fire swamp is a pretty terrifying place, right? Really scary. Really scary. They get for a kid. It's jarring. When you're five six, this is the point in the movie. That- well, it's not Terminator two jarring, but you know, it's <laughs> those rats. Those real people in those suits. Oh yeah, yeah. The short, small rats. The, the rats of unusual stubby size. Yeah. <laughs> There was like a guy in there just wiggling around. They get through the lightning sand, the flame bursts, and the rodents of unusual size. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. They get out, and they only find that Humperdinck is waiting for them. Uh, Buttercup has to make the ultimate sacrifice. You know, I'll come back with you. Just don't kill Wesley. I thought it was kind of a cop-out. Uh, he, no. he was ready to die. I, well, and she, what did you say? she already it's, lost it's, him it's once. Pretty, it's pretty... Baller. What does he say? Like lies. I think he says lies. Or which are you talking about when he's first captured or well when he's given the option of death or leaving and he's like, I'm ready to die. But he I, says a cooler thing. Yeah, I, I does say a cooler thing. I thought you were talking about when they left. The count says, you know, where's your ship? And he said, uh, lies don't become men of action or something like that. Like, don't lie. You're not taking me to my ship. Yeah, I remember that. And that's where we're introduced to our next character. He is brought to the uh not the pit of is it called the pit of despair? I don't know. It's a tree in the middle of the woods. I think it's called, yeah, the Pit of Despair, and he's hooked up to the machine. Yeah, that thing's creepy. It's terrible. <laughs> preparing him for Saw. And there is an albino, and his name is Mel Smith. I always thought that he looked familiar, and of course, like for this podcast, you know, I did a little bit of Googling, and I couldn't believe who he was, and I immediately it clicked. European Vacation. He's the hotel manager. I haven't seen European Vacation. Unbelievable. I know. It's the one I haven't seen. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Pig in the Poke. I don't sure yeah, you got to watch it uh but he is the hotel manager i got nothing else on him uh are you up or am i up doesn't matter all right then you go because i don't want to go first who do you have replacing the albino so i need someone gross i need someone loud someone ornery it's easy it's devito it's danny DeVito. you and i have the same yeah, one i've got uh, danny devito it's, too it's frank yeah. reynolds as a medieval torturer i literally was thinking yeah. the same thing i knew that the I'm couple get real weird with the, it the, <laughs> the couple that i thought we'd have the same on this is one of them that's yeah, so funny so easy yeah yeah, I mean, he's perfect for it, right? It's got to be a hard life when you're picking movies and they're like, who's gross and disgusting? That guy. <laughs> We're making a Batman movie. We need someone who could pull off looking like a deformed penguin. Like, DeVito. Give me DeVito. Why, why is Al Pacino casting? He's casting. He's doing some casting work. All right. Well, not much to say on that one then. So, not a big role either. It's not a big role. So, But it was funny that we both picked DeVito. So he has uh, a year of his life sucked out of him. Cut back. I know that did suck. Well, it was your last year. Your last few years aren't all that fun. He was screaming like that was not his scream. That was was a voiceover scream. Yeah. Maybe the same guy does the predator. So we go back. Kevin Cullen. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. It is. Is it Kevin Cullen? Cullen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Transformers. Transformers. Robots in disguise. More than meets the eye. (laughs) Optimus Prime will be Fezzik. (laughs) 
That'd be cool. That'd actually be really cool. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> <he's laughs> a really good point. Yeah, a robot. It'd be a robot. It would throw a little. I mean, if he's selling it to Soleil Moonfry and she's getting ready to watch it, Morgan Freeman's like, and on that day, I sound like Bill Clinton. And on that day, Optimus Prime himself came down. Just don't even mention like that. It's weird that there's a robot. Super weird. Uh, he, <laughs> so he gets a year sucked off his life. We cut now Been back. To, we, yeah, yeah, right. We go. We cut back. One to, weekend in Vegas. <laughs> we cut. We cut back to the castle, and Buttercup is brokenhearted. She's kind of snotty too. And she has like, a, Wesley will come for me. Well, no, she has, a, she has a nightmare. We don't know it's a nightmare, but she has a nightmare. She does. Yeah, remember she. The uh, this is where Fred Savage gets all nervous because she thinks that they're getting married. So she wakes up to, or she wakes up in her dream. Humperdinck is introducing her to the village people as the princess. Oh, okay. and while being introduced as the princess, we hear this boo yeah boo bow bow to the princess of refuge bow to the garbage like i i just love that like someone had the audacity like this is medieval times right yeah. like you don't do that off with your you, head you're killed right away yeah. although it was a nightmare so i understand Cut your feet and your butt off so she technically is eligible for recasting because she has multiple lines uh her name is marjorie mason Good name. I have nothing on her. I have no other like relevant movies. I'm sure she had bit parts, but nothing that I recognize. So iconic though. Right. And she is referred to as the boo lady. Yeah. On IMDb. So that was interesting. Uh, who do you got? Kathleen Turner aged up. No way. You have her too. No, I don't have her. I think that's an awful. Pick. Her voice. Her voice is all it's emphatic no. and it's loud. I'm, I'm and shutting intense. you down. Can I give you the right answer? Can I just give it to you right now? What? Anne Ramsey, mama for telly throw mama from the train. I haven't seen it. You've seen the Goonies. You know Mama Fratelli. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah. perfect. She's like a troll. Yes. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. She wouldn't even need any makeup. That's pretty good. That's great. Yeah. Say it. Say it. It's perfect. Say it. It's all right. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> the Predator. The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Just make this movie weird. It is. This, this movie is getting weirder by the moment. <laughs> so after after that scene takes place, uh, she wakes up. She realizes that Wesley's still alive. And Thank God. Yeah. And she, you know, rushes over. How does she know? She just knows? Well, not so much that, we I'm sorry, I should have phrased that differently. She wakes up not necessarily knowing that Wesley's still alive, but she wakes up knowing that she's not married yet. Mm. So she runs and says, you know, I can't marry you. I need to be with Wesley. And this is where Humperdinck says, I'll send my four, four fastest, fastest ships. ships. Yeah. Four fastest ships. Give me a note. Does he love you? They send the ships. But during this time, he's working with the head of the guards. I want to say he's the head of the guard. His yelling. name is Yellen. Yeah. Um, who ends up being a total and absolute coward. He's like not he's, talking. He's yelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Max. <laughs> I got oh, one of those I give one episode. You got a really <laughs> terrible joke. That's your one terrible joke. But he, he is the only one who has a key. He's in charge of security. Humperdinck has him empty the thieves for us. It's got great mutton chops. Too. Yeah. Double, double the guards go from 30 to 60. And uh, Yellen reassures Humperdinck that there's only one key to the gate and he's got that key and he folds like a, he folds like a soft, wet piece of paper. <laughs> like it folds. Well, it does. I was going to say folding chair, but then folding chair is better than wet piece of paper. I don't know what I <laughs> well played. Well played. But you say fold twice. It's not as good. No, no, it's not. He caved like he caved like a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you want me to go first? No, go. Sure. All right. Who you got? This is a throwaway. I said, Jeff Daniels. 
Really? Formal, but able to convey a little bit of silliness. Like when he gives the key at the end, he's like, oh, this key. Oh, Max. I don't know. I, I think he's tall. He's commanding of the room. So this is going to be another one where I'm going to give you my answer and you're going to you're gonna be forced to praise it. This is, an, this is a throwaway role. It, it's a throwaway role, but I pick someone that you're going to love for it. Shoot. You ready? Yeah. William Atherton. I might be mispronouncing his last name. You won't know who that is I until don't. I tell you the roles that he played. Of the Atherton clan? Well, are you familiar with a character by the name of Professor Jerry Hathaway? Oh, that is good. Or Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. Yes. Yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> yeah. He's just like squirm, like wormy, obnoxious, would fold easily if put pressure on. That's really jerk. good. Yeah. That's really I knew good. I knew when I picked yeah. this one, I'm like, Max is going to love this Crushed one. It. I know. Real genius yeah. shout out. I knew. See, hey, this is how I'm with the Goonies. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, I think Chunk should be Princess Buttercup. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Fezzik should be Kent. <laughs> Kent Brockman. <laughs> Kent. <laughs> I just said Kent Brockman from uh, oh, The Simpsons. Yeah. I'm so dumb. It's okay. I mean, There's right. very few Kents. There are very few Kents. Uh, Max, after we have this four ships go off. Um, they don't go off. Well, that's, yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. After we have the promise of the four ships there going off, Buttercup realizes that Humperdinck is a liar, and she says, I don't even care. He's going to come save me. And he has this, like... She's been kind of snotty. Yeah, he, like, well, he has this, he grabs her by the arm and, like, storms her to her room and, like, locks the door to her room. He's playing kind of calm, though, actually. Yeah. Like, well, no, because he storms off from there yeah. and goes to the pit of despair. And Oh, he turns and, up to 50. And, and, and basically, like, zaps him. He's dead, right? Yeah. Which, <laughs> how great is that when... Uh, Inigo hears Inigo. Inigo. Why do I say it's not a it, color? Lavender. No, because I say it that way because of the way Andre the Giant or Fezzik says it. Inigo. <laughs> don't Inigo. <laughs> don't take Inigo. 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 Yeah. Inigo Montoya. Yeah. You killed his father and prepare to die. Inigo hears the scream coming from Wesley. It's and, a bold and, assumption that's that's him. Wow. The whole the whole freaking village hears the scream. It was pretty loud, but um, Inigo. Here's it. You got it. And, and so I'm just looking at you like, and Nigo, um, he knows, he says it's the man in black. And th- at that point, that is some serious detective work. That right. is CSI. Dude, this is a guy who's, he's committed his entire life to, hunt, oh, to hunting yeah. people. <laughs> he, uh, he's done a bad job though. He didn't even know that he was the count. How do right. you not know the guy with six fingers is the count? He's pretty out there. I don't think that a lot of people had that much access to him to see that he had There wasn't like years. a newspaper, like this a medieval like a, weekly? This is medieval times. Again, people- There was no podcast? No, there was no podcast. The Six Finger <laughs> Podcast. Well, that's a kind of a cool that's name a, for- That's uh, a great name. Why don't we name our podcast The Six Finger Podcast? That'd be- I'm really upset right kind now. Kind of bummed too. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, he kills Wesley- and at this point, we are introduced to a couple real characters. A couple gems. A couple, couple menges. Legit gems, right? So they find Wesley. They knock the albino out cold. The Danny they DeVito. They knock him out cold. <laughs> they grab Wesley. He's dead. Cut back to. Mostly dead. Well, cut back to the bedroom where Fred Savage is like terrified. and was like, what do you mean he's dead? This is wrong. Grandpa almost leaves and calls it quits. Uh, they come back. Yeah, Fred Savage is being a little bit squirrely. A little bit, but he's a little kid and he's sick. I don't know, man up. Man up, right? So they they find that they're going to need to bring him back to life. And if you need a miracle, there's only one place to go. You go to my house. No, Max, you don't. You do, technically. No, you don't. I, oh, yeah, you're Max. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? I'm sorry I blew that. Yeah. I forgot it was Miracle Max. <laughs> yeah. I just thought you were being a weirdo. Like, no. why would you go to Max's house? <laughs> so you could see, like, three empty pizza boxes and an expired milk in the fridge. Like, why? what is it? <laughs> look at your look on your face. Billy Crystal it's playing a, Miracle Max. You're like, shut up, MG. <laughs> you're so angry at me. I'm, je- I'm jealous. I wish I was you. I wish I was you. Yeah, I'm jealous. There we go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> 
It's not that funny. It's, your reaction is what's funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So Miracle Max. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Apparently he was on set for three days, 10 hours a day, just doing improv lines of like medieval jokes. Oh, yeah. A nice mutton lettuce tomato sandwich. <laughs> when the tomato's nice and ripe and the mutton's lean. <laughs> Oh, Miracle Max. He's great. Yeah, why don't you give me a nice pa- paper cut and put lemon juice in it? He didn't say true love. He said to blade. Everybody <laughs> knows to bluff. Dubla- is to bluff. What, do you owe some money? <laughs> Liar! <laughs> Liar! He's so good on this. So, Max, I think he went first last time, so I'm going to go first this time. Yeah, uh, roundabout. Miracle Max, for me, a name that you have already brought up, Robin Williams. This is Robin Williams' role, Miracle Max. That works. That works. Big time. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the this is where like the improv would be funny. The his his personality would blossom more because there's nothing like he's can, like a, a goofy fun character. Can Robin Williams play kind of older and tired and yeah. annoyed? Yeah. I mean he Since, played he played Mrs. Doubtfire. If he played can play an old woman, I'm but sure. But she he had high play, energy. Yeah, but he has, Miracle Max didn't have low energy. He's kind of curmudgeon. He doesn't want to like, until he learned that they were gonna go hurt Humperdinck and then yeah. he was all fired up. Interesting. You don't like it? I do. But I need to think about it. All right, you marinate on it. Who do you have? Mm, who marinate. who do you have uh, playing the role of Miracle Max? I did the mo of this. I kind of took a weird one. Oh, a hard right turn. I, like I went it. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. No, I like that yeah. a lot because he's silly. He can do the voice. Nuts. Yeah. Let's get nuts. Yeah. <laughs> the Beetlejuice kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that for and sure. And he can look gross. You know. I don't know. I just like Michael. No, Keaton. but here's the thing. What could you not enjoy Michael Keaton in? That's true. Multiplicity. Wasn't it great? <laughs> Although I love that movie. Actually. Yeah, what are you talking about? That's yeah, a great movie. I like Michael Keaton and everything. Yeah. No, I like that. I actually, I like that a lot. Woo. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, well, obviously, you can't meet Miracle Max without meeting his wife. Valerie. Yeah. So who do you have for Valerie? I got Cher. You have wow. That's no idea. That's a little bit out there. I mean, she's kind of mean in his face, but in a funny way. She could slap him and be like, snap out of it. Ah, yeah. You're thinking Moonstruck. I yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. Same year. Oh, really? Yeah. I just think like she couldn't pull off being an old crusty bag, you know, like I think she could really, I mean, she's 180 in real life. She knows how it feels. No, 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 no. I'm talking like at the time this was shot. She was like 45, 50 when she did Moonstruck. She's like 75, 80 right now, dude. Well, yeah. All right. Maybe it caught me off guard. Yeah. I've got Lily Tomlin. Oh, that works. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's, she's one of the, she was a pioneer of, you know, females in comedy. Um, she, I think she could play the role well. She could be silly. She could be edgy. I thought she would, she'd be a good pairing with Robin Williams. Oh, you know what I just thought of? God, who's that other really funny comedian woman? Oh my God, it's going to bother me. Joan Rivers. Oh yeah. She would have been good. What are you wearing? Uh, <laughs> she could have done that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So they get their chocolate pill. They had uh, very delicious. They storm the <laughs> castle while they're storming the castle. There is a wedding going on. Big wedding. During that wedding. We are introduced to the last character that we are going to recast for this movie. Mawage. Mawage. <laughs> Wav. Twu. Wav. <laughs> Where do you think that came from? Peter Cook is the name of the guy. Has he been in anything else? Some stuff. Nothing that I recognized or that was of any significance to me, but some stuff throughout the years, too. Not just in, uh, not just in there. I wonder it was in Spaceballs. Was that like a little bit of like a nod to... The Princess Bride, you think, or did Spaceballs come before or after that? Remember how they had the kind of goofy uh, wedding scene? I don't and, remember. And the priest, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
it wasn't like marriage. Yeah. So you and Someone I will say that once a month. That you, I you and I are both ordained and, and yep. we've, and we've presided over, I mean, I've presided over almost a dozen weddings. I've had at least five of the weddings I've presided over where people have been like, asked me to do the marriage. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, you don't have to ask me twice, but like, are you sure that's what you want me Does to do? Does it get a laugh? So I've, I've never actually done it because I think they like talk to their in-laws and they don't want to do that kind of like funny, but I, they're I, not cool. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Like anybody, if everybody, anybody wants me to do their marriage, I'm ready to do marriage. If you marry me, you get to do it. I'm not going to marry you. You're not my type. So, <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, no respect. I'm going to let you go first and I'm going to end it because I think this is my best pick of all of them. This, I'm, I'm I think pretty this proud is of this too, one. actually. I hope you and I pick the same one again. I would laugh so hard if you and I pick the same one. I got Mel Brooks. No. Okay. Yeah. We didn't pick the Mel Brooks is really good. Yeah. Mel Brooks is really good. King of comedy. You know, he, I like it. Yeah. I different, like it. different energy too. a little bit weird. Yeah. He, yes, he would do, he would be good. He little definitely Jewish grandfather. Yeah. A little more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would, he would it's fit. Like, oh, my back. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. Bring it. Marriage. Friends. <laughs> Walking. <laughs> That's actually really good. Love. True love. <laughs> That's pretty. It would be great. That's bad. I want that. It would be amazing. I want, I want to see that, right? I want that. Uh, Princess Buttercup, friends, come scooch closer. <laughs> we celebrate today. Ampa Dink. Ampa Dink. That's pretty good. <laughs> right? It would be amazing. And he could dance if he wanted oh, to. Oh, he could definitely dance. He's a hover. He'd be like, Wesley. More cowbell. Fezzik, <laughs> I, I need more cowbell. And Neil Montoya, you found your vengeance. Now find your way over here for. <laughs> <laughs> movie just jumps off the rails at the very end. Right, yeah. right, right, right. You don't even need right. them riding off on horses. Just have walking doing a two-minute monologue. <laughs> I when I was trying to figure out who I wanted it to be. I was sitting there just thinking in my head, like, how funny it would be just to hear marriage. <laughs> it's good. True love. It's good. It's really good. You win that one. All right, good, good. You uh, reign supreme on that. Well, Max, we did it. Victory. We recasted the princess bride and despite all my anxiety about it i don't feel horrifically sick to my stomach it was fun it was fun i stand by what i said though this is one of the best movies ever made it didn't need to be recasted i hope that no one ever remakes this movie i hope that no one ever you actually see it? i i wouldn't go see it I, I love this movie i don't want it to be touched i'd go see it because i'm a dork but yeah I, I i would hate every moment of it I, just just <laughs> arms crossed. I wouldn't even. Upset. I wouldn't even eat my popcorn. I'd be so <laughs> upset about it. I wouldn't even eat. My I'll popcorn. eat your popcorn. I know you will. You're such a weirdo. We, but we did it. We recasted it, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, I would ask that you follow us on Spotify, all social media, iTunes. Oh yeah. Well, you're jumping right to the reviews. I yeah. want reviews. No, you want those? I'll start there. That's fine. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us, subscribe, give us stars, like us, and then for social media, at Buzz in the Tower. B-U-Z-Z-N. You got it. And uh, I think that's it. We are looking forward to next week's episode. Yeah. Have fun storming the castle. Later. Later. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.